0: Welcome to the Whiskers and Wings podcast, where we tell imaginative tales for kids and the kid at heart. I'm Teresa, and I'm so glad you could join us today. Every week we'll post a story or two we hope will make your imagination take flight. And this week's story is all wet. It's an original story written by me, Teresa, and features a curious young sea otter pup and a strange red round thing he discovers in his ocean home. So without further ado, here is our story, Discovery in Sea Otter Bay. Just off the North American coast of the Pacific Northwest is an incredible sight. Starting from the rocky seafloor, the shoots of green leafy kelp grow up to 175 feet tall. Together they create dense underwater forests that sway with the currents and waves of the ocean. These kelp forests are home to thousands of sea animals and plants, not least of all, sea otters every day spike the sea otter spends almost all of his time in the water it doesn't matter if the weather is warm or cold he and his sea otter family can be found amongst the waves their thick fur the thickest in the world keeps them nice and warm even in the winter months in fact while you have something like a hundred thousand hairs on your head a square inch of sea otter fur that's just a little bit of what they have mind you has over a million hairs. Their fur is so thick, it's actually waterproof. Although, as Spike's mom often reminds him, it is important for a sea otter to keep its fur coat clean and groomed for it to stay waterproof. This means Spike and the other sea otters spend hours each day going over their own fur and each other's fur, making sure everything is nice and cleanly groomed. Spike the sea otter loves his home in the water. As a young sea otter pup, Spike is eager to swim about and find yummy food. But his mom still keeps an eye on him. He isn't quite ready to yet be fully on his own. Not long ago, Spike was a little pup and while his mom went hunting in the water, she would keep him all wrapped up in the long kelp fronds so that he wouldn't float away. But now Spike is old enough to dive and hunt for food himself. While watching his mom and the other otters in his family, he's learned where to find the best food for a good meal. Spike's favorite part of each day is diving for food. He always seems to be hungry. So when he isn't grooming his fur or sleeping, he's hunting for a meal. He zooms through the green kelp forest, his long, thick tail propelling him through the water. Sometimes he'll catch a small fish, which is always tasty. Other days, he'll discover a sea snail or a crab crawling along the seabed. A nice crunchy treat. The trickiest are the clams and mussels. With their hard shells, he needs something else to get them open so he can eat the yummy insides. And that something is a rock. Spike will snag a flat rock after grabbing a clam and going back to the surface, he'll lay on his back just like his mother taught him. He'll put the rock on his belly and then, with the clam in his paws, he'll hammer the clam shell until it breaks open. Then, to his delight, it's time for a clam lunch. But Spike's personal favorite meal is sea urchin. Dark purple with lots of spikes on top, these strange little creatures roam the seafloor. Their favorite thing to eat? Kelp. They cluster together and can eat a whole kelp forest if there's nothing there to stop them. That's where Spike and his family come in. Little do they know, they are heroes of the ocean, keeping the kelp forest safe from the hungry sea urchins. Spike will dive down and seeing one of these spiky creatures scoop it up. He doesn't mind the spikes. At the water's surface, he'll put it on his belly, just like with the rock, and he'll turn it over in his paws. And there it will be, the tasty underside. Spike will bite right in, and after a few minutes, all that will be left of the sea urchin are spikes. Then it's bath time for Spike as he twists and turns in the water, making sure to get all of the bits and pieces of his meal off his fur. One day, as Spike and his friends swim about in the kelp forest, Spike notices something strange floating above him. He floats to the surface to take a look. It seems to be something round and red. He pokes his head above the water a few feet away. Yep, something red and round is floating on the water. It's about the size of his head. He takes a quick look about and not seeing any danger, floats a little closer to the red round thing. He sniffs the air, but he doesn't smell anything bad. In fact, it doesn't seem like the red round thing is alive. He gets very close now and nudges it with his nose. The red round thing floats away, spinning slightly in the water. Huh, this red round thing is new and different, but it doesn't seem dangerous. He swims over to it and bats it with his paw. It bobs and spins in the water. Hey, he thinks to himself, this is fun. He gives the red round thing another swat with his paw and it ducks under the water only to re-emerge almost immediately. He spends a few more minutes batting it about in the water before reaching over and grabbing it between his paws. He dives down, but the red round thing doesn't seem to want to stay underwater. It slides right out of his paws and shoots back toward the surface. Spike follows it and tries again. Nope, the red round thing won't stay in his paws underwater. Whatever it is, it wants to stay on the surface. Spike grabs hold of the red round thing again and turns onto his back. He pulls the red round thing onto his belly as he floats and he gives it another good sniff. He tries to take a nibble, but his teeth have a hard time grabbing onto anything. They just sort of slide around on the red round thing's very smooth, slippery surface. He tries to set it on his belly, but it starts to roll off and he only grabs it just in time. One of his fellow sea otter pups pops up beside him, curious about what Spike has found. Spike doesn't really want to share his discovery, but he allows his friend to take a sniff near the red round thing. They chatter to one another before the other pup disappears under the water. A few minutes later, the pup returns along with three other pups. They all seem very curious about what it is Spike has between his paws. Spike decides to let them take a look, and the red round thing gets passed from pup to pup, but none of them seems to know what to do with it. Eventually, the other pups get bored and hungry and head back underwater to find something to eat. Spike doesn't really want to leave his red round thing, but he is also growing very hungry. But if he leaves the red round thing floating here, it might float away, and then he'll never see it again. Suddenly, he hears a strange sound coming from around some rocks near the shore. He looks over and sees a small canoe with three people inside it gliding along the seashore. One of them, a small boy, gives a shout and points towards Spike in his red round thing. My ball! The boy cries. That sea otter has my ball! They found it! I thought it was going to be lost forever! The people in the canoe laugh, but Spike doesn't think it's very funny. After all, people are scary to him. As they slowly draw closer, he has to make a quick decision. Stay with the red round thing or head where it's safe underwater. Despite how much he likes the red round thing, he knows what he needs to do. With a deep breath, Spike dives underwater. He turns around several feet down and watches as the canoe glides up next to the red round thing. A hand reaches down and scoops up the red round thing. As the canoe glides away, Spike heads back to the surface. He pokes his head out to see the people are heading back the way they'd come, and the boy is holding the red round thing. Spike gives a sigh. Well, it was fun while it lasted. Besides, he's getting very hungry now, so it's probably for the best anyway. He dives back underwater and finds a nice crab for supper. As the sun begins to set, Spike swims back toward his family group and finds his mother. She looks him over, giving him a good grooming in the process. Then as the family settles in for the night, the sea otters lay on their backs and reach out their paws toward one another. They link paws, creating a sort of sea otter raft floating on the water's surface. They'll hold hands through the night as they sleep, making sure everyone stays safe and together until the morning. The end. We hope you enjoyed our story, Discovery in Sea Otter Bay. If you liked it, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, and a new Whiskers and Wings story will appear in your favorite podcast player every Thursday. You can also help others to discover the stories you've enjoyed here by sharing the podcast on social media, Inviting friends to give it a try, or writing a review on Apple Podcasts. Sea otters are really important creatures that help keep our oceans healthy. Unfortunately, many years ago, people hunted sea otters for their furs, and the sea otter population was in big trouble. But thanks to some hard-working scientists and caring people, the sea otter numbers are growing once again. If you'd like to learn more about sea otters and other creatures and plants that live in our oceans and help keep our planet healthy, ask an adult to help you do some research. And if you do, we'd love to hear what you find out. Feel free to ask an adult to help you share it with us either through our email, whiskersandwingspodcast at gmail.com, or social media where they can find us on Instagram at whiskersandwingspodcast, on Twitter at whiskerwingpod, or on our website, whiskersandwingspodcast.com. And before we go, a quick reminder that we have our second live Whiskers and Wings event happening this weekend. On Saturday, February 11th at 11 a.m. at the Graceville Library in Graceville, Minnesota, we'll be hosting a free event. We'll give a behind-the-scenes look at how we create the podcast, have a special story-crafting time, and of course, tell a couple of fun stories. If you're in West Central Minnesota, we'd love to see you there! Until next time, keep using your imagination. Whiskers and Wings podcast was created, recorded, and edited by Teresa Sales, theme music by Ruth Richmond.